What's up? This is Shane McCarthy from Wayfarer, and you are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, welcome back to a brand new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host and Sonny here, as always. Today, I'd like to welcome the insanely talented Shane McCarthy. Uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. I know as the weather gets cooler here, in texas we are quickly sneaking up on an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at wayfarer on your newest album american gothic drops october 27th through profound lore records uh first off congrats by the way um not only on your album release but also getting married like we just talked about on our pre-interview and the singles that have also currently are, are out right now to enter my house justified and false constellations nothing short of remarkable pieces of work in my opinion there's a lot to unravel about this album and everything that went behind it but before we get to all that man how are you i don't think i asked you that yet (laughs) 2023 has definitely flown by you personally have been on this breakneck paced schedule i feel like exciting times right (laughs) exciting times man for sure no i mean uh it's been it's been pretty wild of late but it's all the good good kind of things that you would want to make your life wild so i can't can't bitch about it too much um I appreciate the uh, congrats. I'm definitely yeah stoked stoked to have uh, recently gotten married to one of my own musical heroes and, and best yeah. friends, and um, yeah, just ready to dive full full headlong into this uh, album cycle. So thanks, man. It, yeah, it also feels good to have that um, the music video out. We were, we're not yeah. really we weren't really music video people till recently, and then I've uh, got to fuck around and make a little junior western movie. So I'm. Um, I'm over the moon. I'm stoked. You're talking to someone who's been a film school for three years. And when I see something like that, I, I, I find a whole different new level of appreciation for what you guys have done. And you guys are from um, Denver, Colorado, and have since released prior to this four studio albums. And maybe even for our listeners and maybe even for your fans who may not know, I, I think 2000, I, I said I've been following you guys for quite some time. 2011 was when this all started, if I'm not mistaken. And everything has went by in a blink, I feel like, at the same time. 12 years, Shane. Are you someone who, I don't know, looks back on the early days of this of the band when all this began? I'm a nostalgic person, man, all right? So five records in 12 years, it's not an easy thing to accomplish, yet here you are. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely flown by. Um, it's hard to, I think we kind of just picked 2011 at some point to say when the band started, because really it's like the... F- four person full band got together in 2012 but there were riffs being floated around under the name wayfair as early as like 2008 or something with me and the old guitar player so (laughs) you know 2011 is when we decided to like get our shit together and make a demo so we, we we called it that but um it's been uh it's been red i think yeah it's uh it's funny you know i understand the perspective people saying like wow five albums 12 years that's a lot and for us it's like we couldn't help but do it. You know, we were like, yeah. would finish one thing and then be too obsessed to be like, well, fuck, now we got to do this and this and this and this. So um, it's it's kind of just how it had to go. But um, no, it's been it's been great. It's just good to still be making music and, and feel like we've, you know, gotten to a place where we can make what we, you know, make something to the level that we always hoped we could. And um, it's starting to feel like that now and it's just, i don't know I've, I've got no complaints man it's good to still be playing and and uh have an audience out there for what we're doing and be uh putting stuff out that we can stand behind and uh, now i appreciate you for sharing that you know I, i've been following you guys for some time like i said but i haven't 
yet seen you guys live. But one, then one of the things that makes Wayfarer Wayfarer is the live presence that you guys have on stage. This is a topic I'll never stop talking about because not only have you guys been making the rounds lately, you guys played at Road Roadburn Fest earlier this year. I mean, how was that? You guys toured through Europe. You got a couple of dates coming up in November with Baroness as well. Mm-hmm. What is it about live music, Shane, that really brings out, you know, I, I dare I say the best in you? Because I feel like out of anything you've done in your life, this is where you guys are really in your element. And please come to Dallas soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, we definitely will come to Dallas. We do like going down to Texas. We we were there in December even, but it had been a long time before that. Um, but yeah, the, the live element's just super important, man. I think, you know, all of us grew up going to shows and, you know, you 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 you're a young person you're sitting there uh in your room listening to the cds and pouring over lyric books and reading magazines or whatever but there's like nothing bigger than like going to see these bands that you love or even going to see a band that you didn't know about and then finding out that you do love them um because of the live show and so i think that's ingrained in all of us just you know like i i if that ever goes away and everything turns to live streams forever like that's when the world is fucked in my eyes you know there's there's something just primordial about a group of humans playing music in front of other humans and everyone kind of connecting to the same thing that will never change no matter how advanced technology gets and um i don't know i just think it's an important aspect of the world in general and definitely to what we do and as far as wayfair we've always you know because of that because it's been important to us we've always kind of prioritized it and viewed ourselves as a live band kind of first and foremost um, I feel like we've learned how to be a studio band more in the last few years, but um, we we love to play music. We write things together. We love to play it together. And um, yeah, it was a cool year. Uh, playing Roadburn was awesome. And we got to kind of do sneak peek of, of some of this album material when it wasn't even 100% done at that time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just can't wait to dive into the cycle for American Gothic because I do feel like you know, when you're writing a record, you spend so much time and energy getting invested in a headspace and it it's it's only finished like on the last day when you do the last thing. And so the uh, the life cycle right after is so important because to me, that's that's when it feels like an album can actually like live, you know, because it was it was born by being written and, and recorded in the studio. And then it has to have like an actual life by being being played and um that's just that's just always one of the coolest parts and i'm i'm very stoked to that dive into that for american gothic that's very interesting you mentioned that because uh, by the way as soon as you said live stream i got a little ptsd because obviously what happened in the last three and a half years right we just we were removed from all the the live experience so it was really important for a lot of these bands who had new albums coming out you know i i remember i would ask questions like did you feel the album was complete even though you didn't get a chance to present to the fans, because that's a whole bro, we're into this because we love being in that live music scene, being exactly, yeah. you know, it, there's a whole level of can I say euphoria when you're in that mindset and you get to connect with the band on, on a level that you never could have connected with before. But anyway, I feel like I could go that down that rabbit hole even further and further. And the chance that you have to actually be able to present to the fans this time around is awesome. I want to get to American Gothic in a second, but, you know, aside from the music, I am always intrigued to hear about other aspects of an artist's life that potentially feed into their creativity and personality. And I want to say again, congrats on being a newlywed. How's life been being a newlywed? I know it's like, we're, it was like September, like just a couple of weeks ago or not, you know, uh, is, is it, yeah. diff- do you feel differently? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just about a week ago, so it's real fresh. And of course, life's been crazy, you know, before and after, but yeah, I feel great. I don't know. It's, you know, I, uh, I'm a, as, as like a musician songwriter person, I'm of course like a hopeless fucking romantic. So, you know, I was looking, looking forward to this all year and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it feels great, man. I, I got the chance to marry somebody that I love being around and have a lot of respect for. And I think we're going to have a pretty good time from here forward. So it, it feels good. Um, and you know, like I think I'm the what third, third member of Wayfair to get married. So it's not like, you know, sometimes <laughs> all when right. you're all young and they're like one person like, Oh, it's going to change everything. It's like, no, we're all like old half settled down people. Um, and you know, we, we, uh, we encourage that for each other to, to like find your happiness in life. So I feel great about that. And, um, yeah, I think that was most of your question. Now I'm just yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Like, it, no pressure on the last member not being married yet, but it's <laughs> it's on its way. He actually is also freshly engaged. So, yeah, yeah we're we're fully fully uh, old and retired at this point. If I if I may share, I'm one of four siblings. None of us are married yet, but it's the I, bro. I'm I'm turning 35 next month, so. You know, the parents are we just had a baby shower with uh, one of our cousins yesterday. And, yeah, they, yeah. you know, when you go in there, they start looking at you. All right, Sonny, you're next. Like, I'm like, I'm just here to yeah. say hi. And I'm out. Oh, so man. That's, yeah. <laughs> you start. See, that's <laughs> that is one thing that my now wife and I are in yeah. full agreement about. Thankfully, my brother uh, fucked up and had kids when he was like 23. So I'm <laughs> that's all taken care of. Like we're. We're uh, Uncle Shane and Aunt Kelly, and we don't ever have to be anything more than that. And that's that's the plan. So I, I feel you on that. You just need to go to one of your yeah. siblings and they're doing it for you. So you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you heard it from Shane. Take that advice. It goes a long way. Trust me. Um, so congrats again. By the way, I also want to say that uh, before we get to American Gothic, you went and saw Metallica recently. I just saw Metallica for the first time less than a month ago. I know. For someone like me, I got all these plaques around me. I've never seen Metallica like, uh, tell me about your experience. I saw them here in Dallas, uh, night two, I believe. I don't know if you went boat nights, but night one, night two, grew up on Metallica. I never cried during a show, Shane, but soon as that first, I'm getting goosebumps now as I'm talking about it. Soon as James plays the first chord of one, dude, I'm just like, what is this? I'm looking around. My friends, uh, Sonny, you're okay? Like, and then when they ask the question, who, who's... Is this anyone's first time seeing Metallica? And I'd raise, I'm the only one like in my group of like the pit uh -huh. who raised my hand. Everyone's like, what? What? This guy, he works, he owns his own publication. He works in the industry. How does the, hey, hey, move up to the, I got to like move up to the front and got to experience Metallica. Right. Anyway, that was just my uh, two cents I wanted to give. But tell me about your experience on seeing them. I know it's it's a huge deal when people like us grow up on something like that and get to finally be exposed. I don't know if it was the first time for you, but it was. Yeah. What? For sure. Seriously? You know, I can I Bro. can completely relate and and I can sit here and talk about seeing Metallica all day. Like if you just want to do a whole interview about going to Metallica, we if can I do may that. share. So Hell yeah. so I got Kirk's Kirk's pick. It's I was looking for it before I was uh jumping on the interview. It's way back there on my shelf somewhere. I got three of Kirk's picks and I got one of uh, Lars's drumsticks right next to I put it next to Matt Griner from August Burns Red. He's also a friend of mine. So both both of my brothers are drummers. So that means a lot when Lars like, holy shit. Anyway, 
but Hell yeah. <laughs> your uh, turn, I buddy. Actually, your turn. <laughs> well, I I did end up with a, a pick as well. It felt super uh serendipitous because we we were also down kind of on that floor area. And uh, yeah. I was trying to I was trying to catch one because James was like throwing out handfuls of them, and I didn't get it. And I was like, "Oh damn!" Because um, we uh, it was actually me and a couple of the other Wayfair guys, and then um, Jeremy, who owns Fire on the Mountains, and my brother. We yeah. all went out there as a, a bachelor party, uh, you know, a couple weeks before the wedding. Um, and so then I was just like standing there with my arms crossed, looking another direction, and another handful came, and one just landed on my forearm, and I'm like, "Yes, it was it was meant to be the whole time." But no, man, it, I. I 100% relate to your experience. I've listened to Metallica since, you know, when I started listening to metal is when I started listening to Metallica and I've wanted to see them for years. I've watched them go through their ups and downs. You know, I've laughed at them. I've worshiped them. I've everywhere in between. Um, And at this point, Wayfair is like obsessed with Metallica. Like uh, we're, we're, we're into all eras, not necessarily that we enjoy all eras, but we're like fascinated by all eras of Metallica. We watch all the documentaries We'll sit there and just listen to Reload all the way through on a drive-on tour just to be like, how is this 70 fucking minutes? Like, what actually happened on this record? Uh, but I could talk about it, that album for, like, the whole podcast if we wanted yeah. to. Maybe we'll save that. I don't know. Yeah, but it all comes down to, like, just a love and admiration of, you know, like, Metallica has gone through so many phases and, like, sure, made a lot of mistakes, but, like, at the end of the day, they're the metal band, you know? And, like, a lot of us are here because they and people like them exist. And so seeing them, it it was it was awesome. I I I'm pretty jaded that at this point. I've been going to metal shows for however long, eighteen years or whatever. Yeah. Playing playing in a metal band for ten years, you know, where we're at a hundred shows a year because of that. Where it's like I don't get too giddy excited anymore. And I was just like flipping out when they were when they were starting. They, they of course did the whole ecstasy of gold thing, which oh uh, it, it's it's kind of funny because. We've only put together in recent years that like we've all loved Metallica our whole lives and we've all mm-hmm. loved Westerns and we like, you know, do this band that's like so centric around that. And we only kind of put it together in recent years that we're like, oh, yeah, we're totally just like following in the footsteps of Metallica because they did the Ecstasy of Gold and like the Unforgiven, which is just some a Neo Morricone shit. Um, and, and yeah, so, of course, they do that intro with the Good, the Bad and the Ugly on all the screens. Yep. Yeah, and then for we were at night one, so for for us they opened with Creeping Death, and it was just like, here we go, we're we're in it. Um, because I did see the set list for night two, and I forget I forget what the opener was, but it was something different. Um, because I think night one and night two have been largely the same wherever they played. Because we they, we actually flew to L.A. But I went to night two, and they opened with Creeping Death. Oh, okay, maybe they're swapping it around. Yeah, and then and then it was for whom the bell tolls ap- right after that, and. I think See, we just, didn't get, didn't, we, yeah. yeah, maybe they are mixing it up because we didn't get uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. It was the first three. You saw Master they, Puppets, didn't you? Oh, yeah. God damn. Uh, they, they, oh, they my gosh. The, Master Puppets. <laughs> the, the first three, it was uh, Creeping Death, uh, Harvester of Sorrow, and then Leper Messiah. Like, oh. deep, I didn't I didn't look at any set lists online before the show. I was like, I don't I want it yeah, to happen. Me I don't want any spoilers. Um, so I, you know, Creeping Death. It's I didn't know they switched that up. Interesting. It. But but yeah, the the fact that they they played some like deep cuts right after it was just like here here we go. We're like, we're There's in no it. way you would hear this live, right? Like and they just yeah. started one after the other and yep, it's just it great. They played uh, they played Orion, man. That, that dude, was Yeah, that they was played wild. yeah, they played Orion and they played Battery. Um but that, Battery like, God man. Dude, that's, like, see, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, one. man. Like that's all the these like, and, and they had all the um 
they had all the like the set lists online too and i think it's smart what they're doing i don't, I don't know about you but the way they're doing this tour two nights one city one week and then the next week and then the right. next week and then they're i dude i love this show so much i went ahead and bought a two-day <laughs> pass to seattle next year one i've I mean, never been one i've never been to seattle i've always wanted to go there and two, uh -huh. a lot of my friends who are you think you're the biggest metalhead but then you meet your friends they're like they one up the ante like holy shit my friends are like hey let's go to seattle together I see that you love like the friends that I was with. If, if it wasn't mm -hmm. for them, I wouldn't be able to go to that show. It wasn't until the night before that I decided I was going to that show. I was so depressed the first night I was at home watching the Netflix uh, documentary of uh, of of uh, <laughs> what was the what was the thing? It was the uh, 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 Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard documentary. I was oh, okay. on Friday night <laughs> watching that documentary while everybody was in Metallica. They were all texting, Sonny, where are you? And they're like, no, this is not happening. You're going tonight. <laughs> so the, thanks, to the Annie, thanks to Annie and Pablo and Adam. Those are my friends. Uh, so we're all going to Seattle next next year. So brought a two-day pass. So um, that's going to be a whole, uh, whole crazy experience. Anyway. Uh, but I love that you went there. Thank you for sharing that, Shane. Oh, yeah. We could talk about this. Uh, let's talk about something even, even more exciting, if this is exciting enough. Uh, see, I'm stuttering because I'm just so excited. Uh, American Gothic, man. This new album drops October 27th on Profound Lore. Holy shit. First off, this is the first record with Century Media. This album also serves as the fifth installment of your discography. Amazing, amazing follow-up to 2020's A Romance with Violence. That's still in my rotation today. And you guys, I feel like over the years have really nailed that blend of that black metal, gothic country, Americana, all in one. I think of bands like Dread Sovereign and Urfost and, and Dreadnought, even I'll throw it a band like Alcest in there. Uh, there's this uh, powerful riffing and just these bleak, melodic sensibilities, if I can even say that, this visceral songwriting. You've definitely elevated your game, bro. I don't know. How are you going to top? <laughs> this one you know you know here we are right i mentioned uh 12 years uh, the five records earlier in our conversation shane is there a level of i don't know pressure at all for you when you sit down and write new music again you know because the challenges of keeping things fresh after a dozen years not easy but you're you're doing that i don't know how you're doing it is is there something that you can point to it's like that's it i, I got it uh yeah i mean again our perspective is so different on it where like it's not this keeping it fresh for 12 years it's like to me it took us over half of those 12 years to figure out what the fuck we were doing you know and now <laughs> now we like get it what what we are and what we want to do and so it's just about like how do we distill this down to its like most important parts and like you know take it to the next place we want it to go um so so yeah, I mean that's that's how it is for us. And like as far as pressure, it's only it's only internal pressure that is just like, you know, um right. if we're going to take we're all very busy and if we're going to take the time to like make a new album, dive into a new cycle, it has to be something like important, it has to be something like worth saying. So, um that's that's just where any pressure comes from. But I don't know, man. You know, we make music because we love it and that's that's why we're here and that's that's why we do what we do and um it it feels great to like spend a lot of time on something and really get to dive in and like fully flesh it out and then um have people who are willing to put it out and have people who are willing to pick it up and listen to it and then go to shows so 
Um, no, there's no, there's no, no outside pressure in that way. It's all, it's all like a, a privilege that we're, we're here and able to do it. And it's just, it's fucking good, man. It feels good to, you know, work on something that's important to you with some people that you really can, can get along with and make some, some cool shit with. And, um, as far as, you know, what Wayfair is like, if, if that's something you're into and we feel like we, um, you know, have, have made the album we should be making at this point in our career. You know, the, the, the pieces are, are, are dialed in now. We know who we are. We know what we want. We know what we wanted to say with this record. And I feel like we mostly did. Um, and I'm just ready to, yeah, have it out there and get out and play it, live it up. Oh, I'm not done. I got to applaud you and your bandmates because each of you went above and beyond on this. Hearing this album, right? Uh, the Thousand Tombs of, of Western Premise to Reaper on the Oil Fields to High Plains Eulogy, Black Plumes over uh, God's Country. That solo in that song, I'm getting goosebumps again thinking about it. I kept breaking the repeat button on my on my, uh, on my iPod. Yes, I have an iPod now, people who are wondering. <clears throat> um that may be my favorite song on the record all the way to false constellation makes me want to grab my damn hat and find a horse down here and i'm in texas all right you think that'd be easy <laughs> easy to do but here's the thing man uh, uh as i'm like telling you as i'm thinking about, i was thought about this last night as i was listening to this album on on repeat black metal right that's over the years to me maybe for others I, i'm i'm just speaking for myself here some things come to mind okay hear me out here especially for countries like Norway, Poland, for example, enslaved. You think about bands like Immortal and Emperor, Ice, Snow, Cold. And then I think about what your music brings to the table. This gothic country and Western element, desert landscape even. It's different. I feel as if Wayfarer have given this sound and perhaps even the culture of black metal a fresh layer for listeners to explore uh, beyond what they have already been exposed to in this subgenre. I don't know if you're like me, of course, as a journalist, I do it, but the YouTube comments, dude, these two music videos that you have out, these two songs, people are talking about how unique this sound is. They've never heard you before. And some people are saying this band is finally getting the recognition that you guys deserve. Having said all that, right. I'm saying a lot here, but from a sound perspective, Shane, what do you think you think what do you think is the difference between these scandinavian bands that i mentioned and what wayfarer is bringing to the table to, to the table because i feel like no one is doing it the way you guys are this is a very loaded question but i i i wonder about that when it comes to this genre sure yeah and i mean um you know i think that like we we, we came to the whole um you know western approach to black metal thing sort of organically over the years like if you go and you listen to like the first record there's like little little hints of it in there but it's not not a huge part of the sound and i think it was around the second record that we kind of realized that this stuff was seeping in subconsciously because of our fandom and appreciation for largely like the denver sound music the gothic americana you know 16 horsepower slim cestas auto club monthly and the Lee yeah. Lewis Harley, things like that that were around here that are like kind of legends um in this in this area um and we just really loved a lot of that music as well as growing up with a big appreciation for like western films and stuff and like i would spend you know two weeks on my granddad's ranch out in what's the slope of colorado every week when i was um or not every week every 
summer. We would spend a couple weeks out there. Okay. Um, when I was young, and he had horses and guns and the whole nine, and to be, and all he watched was John Wayne movies. You know, so a lot of this stuff is just Bro. like embedded in us. And we started out as a band, and you know, we're just like working on being a metal band and being like all the bands we like. And then eventually, this this kind of starts to seep in, and eventually, you know, we kind of became conscious of it, and we're just like, well this this is happening naturally and like we love this stuff and this stuff so like why not just do it do it as the same thing um and from the get-go it's been really important to us that it is one thing not two things mashed together because it you know very easy to make something cheesy and, and gimmicky of just like oh it's this plus this like you know for some fucking like clickbait youtube have you ever heard of cowboy metal sort of shit and um for us it's been super important that it's like we're doing it with a purpose and to get back to what you're saying about like the Norwegian bands, it really kind of ultimately just ends up being the same path as bands like that, because mm. so many of those bands, you know, are drawing from the nature around them, the mythology of where they're from, the history of where they're from, the culture around them to make this music. And so it's inherently so, you know, steeped in Scandinavian feeling and lore because it's reflective of where it's from. Um, and I think, you know, black metal in the United States has a weird trajectory and it doesn't have this like central point and a lot of that is because yeah. i think i don't know what to do with it because they're drawing so much inspiration from things like that that they have nothing to do with so either they try to do a cheap imitation of it which is just like you shouldn't do because you're over here they're over there just be yourself and then also you know i, I don't know people are just looking to, to like find their own foothold and, and for us it just kind of started happening naturally and and just made all the sense in that way where it's like yeah those bands you know you have Ulver who's like drawing from old uh norwegian folk music and mythology and about their land in in the early days when they still were fully a black metal band um so like we have we have lore and mythology and history and a crazy you know entire world over here that there's been all these legends and, and films made about and there's all this music that we already love and listen to and draw from and like that that is how we should make black metal it should be our own you know our own um kind of land and, and culture uh infused into it um so yeah i don't know it just always kind of made sense for us to do it that way and seemed like something that we had to do anyway even if it wasn't going to make sense and um, at this point, it's okay, I, I think I've talked long enough. I've even got away from the root of your question, but dude, uh, you're, you're this... fine. You're fine, man. Trust me, you are totally fine. Here's the thing, Shane. We're we're connecting so well. I'm already like thinking in my head. We've talked about so many topics already. They deserve their own podcast at this point because this is such a this is such a unique topic. Because I I want people to realize how deep you can go into Wayfarer's music aside from what they're seeing on the surface. Because again, some some like me, I I went to film school. I wrote scripts. I I look into the depth behind what's just in front of me, you know. And there's a whole level, different form of art that I I really think people should really look into within your band because it's it's amazing. I, I want to get in a little bit further before we finish things off. But can I ask you a question? It, is Arthur Rizik human? I, I, I can't tell because that guy is an insane wizard who's worked with bands like Eternal Champion, Creator, Zabalba, who are good friends of ours. Shout out to them. But Arthur Rizik is a guy who really helped your sound come to life on this record. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound these days, Shane. I'm an audiophile these days, but the sound itself was a big part of this record that I really love. Talk about Arthur. 
for a minute here because I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure to give you a sense of comfortability knowing that you had someone like him working on uh, American Gothic with you, right? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know as far as whether or not he's human. I don't know how he keeps up with his like everything that he agrees to do you know like he he's involved in so many different things that i'm just like i do not know how you keep this straight and then still do as good a job as you do but he's just you know he's living on that plane and doing that so i mean so many genres he's worked with and then with someone like you guys black metal is not easy to produce but holy shit he nailed it it had that that 80s feel you know like you're you're back in that time but just what the cowboy had on this time. You you you're like you're, you feel like you're there. For sure, man. Uh no, I mean that's he he really did bring it to life and like I know for sure it wouldn't be the same record without his involvement cuz also this was kind of the first time we really like, you know, solicited for some like producer advice um, you know, and not, not just somebody to record the mix of like we wanted we wanted his input throughout the process we recorded it all up there with him um and no it it made a huge difference and you know in the decision to go with arthur we were like going through all the kind of very established like household names that had mixed the records that we came up on um because you know going into this we knew what we wanted to make and we knew we wanted we had to do it right you know like this we felt we felt like this is we're getting to that point of the career where we're making like the albums that are really the statement of the of the bands like not to say this is the only one but we're in that time you know where this feels like the time where we have yeah. to do everything right. Um, and so we were looking at some of like the producers uh, who've made some of the records we love, but then it kind of came to this conversation of like, well, who's that guy now? Cause like these records that we're talking about are 15 years old, you know, who's, who's, who's at the top of their game right now. Very good point. Um, yeah. And still, still hungry, you know, and still like wanting to make the best possible shit instead of just, you know, cashing in on their laurels. Um, and at first we were a little bit you know like oh who can we find that will you know be able to reconcile both the um like 16 horsepower side of things as well as this like gopath rotting christ side of things like all the elements and then it was just like well we're overthinking it just go back to that question of like who's doing the best shit and that's arthur and it's arthur because He's doing so many different bands that sound so different and do so many different things. And every one of them he makes them sound good. And it's because you can tell he's making them sound like the band and not, you know, he's not putting the the Arthur Rizic settings and making it the Arthur Rizic sound. He's like, what are you guys doing? What do you want to do? How do we make that it the best um, that it can be? And um, yeah, it was it was miles nailed of difference it. for us. Yeah, Ab- he, abs- he absolutely great. nailed the sound. So. Um, I hope you found something here. I, I I'm just a fan, but keep that. <laughs> keep, keep, keep him keep him on board for as long as he can. Arthur, if you're listening, I know you are. You listen to the podcast. Uh, Wayfarer is a thing of beauty. Now, uh, between writing and structuring the songs in the production process, you know, uh, this last topic I'm going to get into. This part uh, is just very intriguing to me. Keep all this in mind as I'm asking this. This this, this quote, and this is an expert from Black Plumes, my favorite track. Now that I'm really thinking about it. What we have now is a world full of oil drillers and railroad barons, cattle thieves and company men. This is new, the new American Gothic quoted by you. And the lyricism throughout this album, very unique. You have a song like To Enter My House Justified, for example. I'm just going to bring that up because that tells a story of a desperate search for respite in a world where powers are changing. 
holy shit i mean it resonates for at a time like today right now that you really think about it i begin to think of the tangibles of, of like themes and messages to your music shane you know is that a big component of songwriting for a band like wayfarer like how important are themes to you utmost important for sure you know uh we're we're very much a um a big picture like kind of concept first band and it's not to say these are concept albums in the traditional sense of like it's not one story chapter 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 but they all do you know revolve around something specific and kind of build a world around something specific um and so you know before we even started writing a single note for this one we knew the title of the album and how it was going to look like the color scheme of it and how we wanted to sound like what elements of our sound we wanted to focus on and what new uh, realms we wanted to explore with it um and that's all just based around kind of the concept of it where um yeah we knew that we wanted to kind of pull the lens out a little bit from the last one uh, instead of just being about the american west it's kind of about the american idea in general through the lens of the west um and you know the the last one kind of left off conceptually at the at the end of romance of violence which is this whole kind of deconstruction of um the west as as a myth and a legend and how it's been interpreted by everyone in the world and at the end of that album is kind of the question of like well where is the dream like where where is this yeah. that we were promised you know that was built up to us and so american gothic starts from the first drop as like the dream is dead this is the funeral for the dream it may have never existed in the first place and so that's like the world we're diving in so it's a pretty dark um uh and and you know grim and somber record um because of that and i think timeline wise it kind of shifts forward in time a bit to be um you know post turn of the century uh like kind of you know the westward expansion has been completed basically the railroad stretches across the whole country you now have like oil rigs and factory farms and like these big money interests that are really kind of starting to take their hold of the u.s um and that's that's the reality you know outside of the dream yeah and um yeah so i mean that that's that's where everything came from and then in writing the music we're like cool what does that sound like now we got to build that and what parts of our sound do we, you know, put forward on this album to like really get that across? Bro. Okay. So here's the thing. In the other part of my house, I have a home theater. Okay. I, I'm such a nerd, dude. If there was a movie that would have a soundtrack like American Gothic, I'm not even kidding. I'm really considering putting on There Will Be Blood, putting it on mute and just putting this as, <laughs> as the soundtrack as I'm watching that. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's an amazing oh, yeah. movie. Bro, I, like, I love that and, movie. And Absolutely. I was listening to American Gothic and I'm just thinking, man, this is if I mean it's just a soundtrack at this point, but this just blends in so well, you know, with Daniel Day Lewis's acting and just the the premise of when it all started in the late 1800s leading up to even today, dare I say, but that was uh um that's something that I'm actually planning on. I do this so much. So uh when I listen to metal records and put on some of my favorite movies, I did that with uh freaking uh tesseract's new album and and interstellar so <laughs> that's just that's just me you know but <laughs> but uh shane man uh we've covered a good amount of ground on this really awesome conversation man thank you for sharing really so much about who you are and what wayfarer is all about you know representing real not only denver colorado where you're from but black metal in the process and the form 
of art that you guys convey and from the different experiences and you know perspectives and your timeline really that we've taken in which you discussed about performing for as long as you have and, and the people you've met and work with during these now five records i feel like you found your sound with this one with the touring your your loyal fan base that's growing your relationship with your bandmates yourself and the music being a newlywed we're entering an important chapter not only wherever but with you bro I, i'm excited to see where you guys go from here there's definitely a level of inspiration of what you're doing and you're seeing results that's important have your aspirations shane as a musician or hell as a human being have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry like do you see things differently today and i'm going to end on that note oh uh, yeah, that's that's a great question um and actually i think the first time i've ever been asked that question which i always appreciate um yeah i think yes and no you know i think in more specific ways yes as you know you learn how things actually are out there um and how how it kind of works and then like what what is most important to you whereas like when you're young you know you're just like oh i want to do everything and i want to do this and this and then you kind of get some experience under your belt and you're like okay well like that's cool but like what 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 parts about this do i actually enjoy and like do we as a band all agree we want to do um and so yeah there there have been i think things that have adjusted in that way but in a kind of broader sense no it's still the same it's still the same um you know kind of bright-eyed uh just love of music and and you know kind of creative expression in general and like the heavy metal world is is still like even though there's a lot of things about it that i am jaded about it's still like the family you know and it's still like a a, a, a huge important thing to me and um and all of us in the band and it's just um i think for for a lot of us you know the seed is still the same of just wanting to make something genuine and and for us the most important thing is to make something genuine that we hope will stand the test of time you know it's like we're we're not yeah we're we're, we're always going to be kind of outsiders like we're not a part of any particular scene or anything we don't want to be um and you know because of that you don't maybe necessarily get to like ride certain waves of like oh, old school death metal's back in or this is in and like these are the bands to listen to right now um but, you know, a lot of my favorite bands and in this band, a lot of our favorite bands are the bands that were like doing something different and didn't fit into anything specifically. But they just did it so well and so fleshed out that they then set the mold for all these people to come down the road. And that's that's the biggest goal to us is to do something that's true to us and something that will stand the test of time beyond just, you know, a blip on the radar. And so um, it's it's just cool to be be given an opportunity to make music and have people hear it. And I think we're all, I don't know, grateful to be here. And you're doing it. And I'm going to add that people are noticing me and noticing you guys. And, and I'm one of them. Like I said, it means a lot that you even had a chance. Like I had a chance to even talk to you considering how long I've been following you guys. And it's just, uh, and uh, bro, let me know when you guys come to Dallas. I'd love to see you guys. I'll probably be the only guy going crazy in the pit. Like I always am. But if you get to see you guys do your thing, but uh, real quick, now that I'm thinking about it, we're going to end this. Uh, what's your favorite? I was going to like think of a good question. What's your favorite Metallica song? Like, I, I know we went over so many, but right. it's like, it's I wonder if it's a deep cut or are you just going to throw a little 180? It's going to be like the most popular one. It's it's more, more column B than column A. 
right. And I'm very, I'm very jealous that you mentioned that they played Battery when you saw them because that to me <laughs> is the one. Like I had a feeling you were gonna say that. It's the perfect album intro, like you know, just the the layering on of the acoustic guitars into the riffs that dropped into like probably still the best production, like heaviest perfect era of everything that Metallica was just like kicks you right in the face with that song. Everything is perfect about it. And I'm supremely jealous that you got to see it live. Cause that was like the one thing that I walked away. Like this is great. Set this was great. I wish they played but, battery. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what, what, what was I going to say? You know, one was the first song I heard ever from Metallica, but master puppets was the first album I ever bought from them. And it just, life-changing and yeah l- last year was really cool with the whole stranger things and all but bro i'm mm-hmm. picky about my music like when people listen it's like come on you weren't there when they first came out with that you know <laughs> it's i always get that like feeling but i'm glad that they got all like this band was exposed to so many i mean generations younger than you and me and it's really cool mm-hmm. to see we got i'm sure you got to see a lot of you know younger generations at the show that you're at just like i did so totally. it's, it, it was really cool to see but um Bro, this has been awesome, man. Do you have any just any yeah. last words, just any shout outs, anything else you'd like to Targo mention as far as Wayfair? I don't know if you have a new music video coming out. We still got what is it? A, a roughly over a month before the album drop. I can't wait for people to hear this. Uh definitely an album of the year contender for sure. But uh what floor is yours, man? However you want to close this out. <laughs> uh no, I appreciate it, man. I just thank you for having me on here. We'll definitely make it back to Dallas at some point. We do love yes. going down to Texas. And yeah, we're hoping to just get everywhere we can with this uh with this record play play everywhere that that'll have us um but yeah no it's there's there's not much else man i'm just i'm ready for this thing to come out and people to hear the full thing and we'll we'll get out there and let it have its day so thank you for having me on man no bro thank you and uh hey let's stay in touch on the socials i'll keep you posted once this episode airs so you can share with all the fans this was definitely what i've done maybe 400 interviews this was definitely one of my favorites i've ever done because uh I some... dude i never had a chance to talk about metallica with like another artist <laughs> on, the, on the level we did that was really cool um i gotta find my picks I'll, I'll probably send them to you on instagram if i find them because they're, yeah, yeah, they're all they're all worn out do you yeah. have them with you they're all worn no, out see, I, gotta I, find me that. I was like where the fuck did i put <laughs> you know look at mine i was like is he gonna grab them because <laughs> it's a yeah big yeah deal. no because i just had the one and it yeah, the thought that crossed my mind as soon as you did that was like, shit, where did I put that? You thing? know, it's funny, like, uh, some it was really cool seeing Metallica, but the first time I technically saw them, and I don't even know if this counts, I don't know if you remember that live streaming weekend they did during the pandemic where they, mm. like, at, at different drive-ins throughout major cities at the U.S., they went live at the same time, and they broadcasted at different drive-ins throughout the entire nation. And I went to the Dallas one, it was sold out, and it was really cool to see that, but obviously doesn't do it justice. So, I I remember them doing that, but I don't know. I was so turned off to the live stream thing so quick. I get it, you, dude. I get it. I, I mean, you can only mosh, you can only mosh in your own room for so long by yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Man, well, now I'm gonna spend the rest of the day finding this pick because I don't know where it it's, is. It's but all right. Let me, if you find it, if you find it, just let me know. I'll I'll actually send you a picture of it. I got I got Kirk's pick right there but man this has been great everyone who's listening shane if you find the pick just send it to me shane mccarthy from wayfarer american gothic drops october october 27th on profound lore records if you could do me and shane a favor and this podcast is heard worldwide by the record because the bands can't do it without your help it really means a lot to the bands uh i bro i buy 
I still buy hard copies of records that's sitting in the corner of my room. So I'm old fashioned yeah. like that. So even cassettes are, cassettes are coming back now. That's that's pretty cool to see too. Um, anyway, uh, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Shane, thank you for the bottom of my heart, man. Congrats again, dude. Uh, enjoy the thank newlywed you. life. You're going to love it. I, I'm not married, so I don't know if you believe me, but for my friends, they have a great time. But take care of yourself. Nothing but love for you and the guys from here on out. Um, have a great month leading up to the release, and I'll see you here in Texas. Hopefully, I appreciate it, later, man. Brother. All right. Looking forward to it. Stay in touch, brother. Thank you. Later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.